Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a first Friday miracle edition of the program. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Gibbe is here. How you doing, buddy? No? That's a demerit. Oh, no, no, not, in fact. No. Hit it again. Hello, hello. Oh. But it was, that's two cycles that's through. two cycles so through. So it was that initially. And then there was an adjustment, and then an Or on. I had the mute button pushed down because you oh, connected you earlier. Give it. Give it. What a demerit for you. All right. I felt like I had that right. You know what? No, when he's I, looking out. I, that's looking connect, out. That's looking out. Yeah, we I'm want to be Rex. I, If I, I see anybody's levels, I yeah. tend to mute them until it's showtime. Let me tell you this. Fair, Let me fair. tell you this, Gibbe. You can never go wrong. I'm taking demerit for that, by you can No, no demerit. I strike it. You can never go wrong erring on the side of caution. Valid. Valid. Speaking of caution, this is an actual – this actually happened to me 15 minutes ago pulling in here. Oh, boy. All right. So I'm coming down Lou Groza. Watch your speed. All right. Yeah. There, yeah. I've never seen a cop there ever, to be fair. Hmm. Not that I speed. I don't. But, I mean, if you know, I, I didn't. So, Just anyway. don't. I come around the corner. Coming down Lou Groza. And there is a human on what – I don't really know what to – I don't know what these things are. You guys have no doubt seen these. But I don't know that you know. I don't even know what the name of it is. Pose is, God, he's so great, so confident. Yeah. All right. So I would say that it's it is essentially an electric unicycle without the the bar. So just one of those wheel things that people stand on. You've seen this, right? Jeff Jeff McDaniel has one. Okay, so it's like the wheel thing. And yeah. Now I don't know how they turn them. I don't know how they make them go forward. Or I have no idea. But you zoom around on. It's just a wheel with pedals, and you go. Yeah. So you've seen these things? Yeah, my buddy who's a juggler. It's a death trap. He, he juggles while riding around on his unicycle. God bless well, you. You need to stop overachieving. So He is overachieving. This thing is it's coming down Lou Groza. We're in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. I'm probably going 27-ish. Mm. Okay? Risky. He's going risky. the same speed that I am. <clears throat> okay? On one wheel. Did he have wheel. a helmet on? On one wheel. Did have a helmet. All right. But on – as if that's all of a sudden that makes it Okay. So he's going about 27 miles an hour on one wheel. There's, it's not like he's he's not in a cabin. He's not he's not doesn't have his hands on anything. I mean, it's the only thing that is it, that's making this thing go is his, the, just his feet. That's it. And I'm th- like, first of all, what are my responsibilities in terms of just being around it? Like I was nervous. Like I didn't want him to fall and then me hit him. Like I, I just wanted out of the situation. Yep. So I just punched La Flama Blanca, and we got around, and we were around gone. and good and gone. I wanted no part of it. I would have taken the ticket gladly yeah. versus drive behind this human. Um, and then second, like, is that legal? Yeah. Not on, no, not on the you street, s- I don't think. Well, well, I don't know what is or isn't. I, I just thought it was stunning, like, that this was happening, that that speed was achieved. Like, I've seen people, like, monkey around with them in, you know, in a gym or around a neighborhood. But I'm talking about, like, going down a major road – Above the rate of speed. All I know is that a, a marmot inside city limits, that ain't legal either. That dude. ain't legal either, dude. What do you, you know, I don't know. It felt like none of this fe- seemed right to me. No, scary. Yeah. None of it seemed right to me. Um, so I don't know. I just got around as quickly as possible. I would have taken the ticket. I just, I was very uneasy about the entire situation. I, I, I don't know how people don't 
severely injured themselves. I feel like if I saw somebody, if I was a person of law enforcement and I saw somebody doing that, I would, I mean, maybe it's totally legal. I have no idea. To me, it just feels like automatic ticket. Like this is not a way for safety in any way, shape or form. Just for you driving 30 miles an hour. It makes, it makes me very, I'm nervous just hearing about it. But no hands. I you, feel to me like, the no hands part, that's what separates from a bike. That's what separates from a motorcycle. In addition to a second wheel. And a second wheel. Like for we're stability. talking about one wheel. No hands. No hands. What are we doing? Why have that degree of difficulty attached to anything? I feel like you should be getting paid to do that. Maybe this is practice. He puts himself in a... Maybe. I had a friend once who had a, uh, had a dog, and he felt that he had really trained this dog very so well yeah. that in order to prove that he had trained it so well, he would sometimes let it walk on very busy streets. We're talking like cedar. Yeah. Without a leash. And I'm like, why are you doing that? He's like, because I've trained it so well. And, I'm, and I said, well, to me, why, why I said, add so the, the degree up, of difficulty? The upside is the dog lives. The downside is, up. Oh, maybe I didn't train it so well because it sees a cat in the middle of the sure, street for some reason, takes off because it's an animal, and it gets run over in front of you, and you're like, oh, man, if I just had on a leash, my dog would still be here. So I don't see the risk-reward proposition in that, in that scenario. No, it'd be like me, like not holding a kid's hand while you're walking on a street like that, like a, a small child's hand. Of course you'd hold their hand. You wouldn't have them just running amok. No, Even if you had trained them. them well, you carry them or they're in a stroller, right. you hold their hand. Like, why add the degree of difficulty when it's not needed? Well, especially when the downside is so yeah. immense and the upside is nothing. Main, none, there is nothing. There's Maintaining no, no drawback the to the status upside. quo. The upside is very easy. It's easy to attain. Right. Add, a, add some sort of a control on it with an arm bar. Give me a second wheel. Perfect. Perfect. Put the dog on a leash. Easy. Conventional. Why add the degree of difficulty? Yeah, no need. Um, hey, the Baker, uh, the Baker uh, podcast came out today. Uh, a lot of stuff from Six on this one uh, included in that. Um, you know, it's nothing that I think is surprising to anybody. I mean, I understand his feelings on it. Um, I understand the tremendous disappointment. Um, probably, I'm sure it would be natural if any of us were in the situation that he's in uh, to feel disappointment or anger or. All of the above. I, I, you know, I think all of those things are in play. Um, he is uh, among the quotes. He says, uh, I truly, I really, truly, honestly have no regrets of my time in Cleveland and what I tried to give that place. True Clevelanders and true Browns fans know that, and that's why I can walk away from the whole situation feeling like I did change the culture. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Without Absolutely. Um, nothing in this is – there's nothing surprising. I, I think it's – you know, there's disappointment in, in, in feeling that um, – you know, that maybe he was dead wrong, and I understand that from his perspective because when you're you, you view your – it's just like in anything, any walk of life, you see the best of you, and you view yourself in the best possible light, and others sometimes don't. Correct. And, and that's – you know, the reality is usually someplace in the middle, and so this has probably been an incredibly humbling thing for him. And, and a very and difficult a thing. very difficult thing. And I, not, nothing he says here is shocking to me and – to me, is, is very as I would expect it would be. And honestly, if I were in the position he were in, I'd probably feel a lot the same. Yeah, and then a lot of it was focused on, you know, he doesn't know what's next, but he's going to control what he can control and try to do the best job he can once he gets there. And that, you know, he's had some ups and downs. He said 18 was great, 19 not great, 20 great, 21 not great, and just trying to kind of stabilize that. You know, we talk a lot about keeping it in a tight dispersion, not so many ups and downs, and I think that's what he's hoping for. And it's... Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was going to be earth shattering. And no, I don't think that it was. And I think that 
like we said, you can't take away what Baker Mayfield did for this city, for this team, for this organization, especially back in 2018, taking them to the playoffs in 2020. Like that's all part of the history uh, that has been written. And the people in charge of this organization decided that they felt that they needed more out of that position and made a very aggressive move to try to get more, just as the Rams felt that Jared Goff was good, took them to a Super Bowl, but that they needed more. Yeah. They get Matt Stafford, they go on to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying we're going to win a Super Bowl, but that's the idea. That's the idea. That's the idea. Yeah, that's the idea of it all. So, um, again, um, I get it. Nothing surprising here. Uh, he did say – he was asking, where will you play next? He was very candid about that, that he thought it would be Indy. Um, that was something that was not reciprocal from the Colts side of things, and no. they went and pursued Matt Ryan quickly. As soon as the Falcons missed out on Watson, they, they quickly pursued Ryan, and then that deal was done. Um, he mentioned Seattle as, as a possible place as well. Um, you know, there aren't a lot of dance partners. My hunch would be that once the draft happens, um, you could see some dance partners at that point. Um, I guess it'll either happen in the draft. Right before or in the draft. But right before, in, or right after. But yeah. I think this will be resolved soon. Yeah. So. Which is best for everybody. Yep. That's, that's where it is on that front. Uh, best for everybody. Good to be in the Derek Carr household. Three-year extension, 121. He was. It's funny. He, he's a guy that it felt like for the past three or four years, the Raiders have been trying to get rid of. And then eventually they just leaned into it and said, you know what, he's actually pretty good. And well, we'll keep him. And we'll. And now all of a sudden, he's going to be there through 2025. It was like maybe Gruden was trying to get rid of him. Well, I don't know. And then it? Gruden's gone, and these guys love him. McDaniels comes in and, and Z, Zeitler, Ziegler, and they love him. Do you think, you know, Gruden had that when he was with Tampa Bay, too, where he just liked collecting quarterbacks. Yes. And I think that went back to his, you know, his time. You remember he came up um, with Holmgren in Green Bay, and they did that forever. Like, they would just keep quarterbacks. You know, Doug Peterson was there. Uh, they had Favre. Um, then they had Flynn was in the mix. Brunel was in the mix. Like, they constantly just had quarterbacks. They would always draft one. Like, that was kind of their idea. They would just keep acquiring quarterbacks but the difference there is they always had Favre and it's, he was unquestioned and they didn't question him right yeah I feel right. like he even in Tampa he was always questioning whoever was playing oh my gosh he like, couldn't wait it was musical quarterbacks yeah. like he just kept trying to find another guy you know at the position so th they won't have that um the they are certainly one of those teams and I was thinking about this this morning that that in terms of are you a Super Bowl contender you, you know you and I had it at eight um, in eight in the in the AFC alone, we had eight. I don't know that that's even telling the full story because the premise was, if you went into that building, do they consider themselves Super Bowl contenders? A hundred percent. And I think Buffalo and Miami do in the NFC in the AFC East. Yep. The Ravens, Bengals, and us in the North. Yep. The Colts and the Titans in the South. Yep. And all four in the West. Yeah, because Miami's there. Now, Miami's and, now and there. Now the Raiders are there. Correct. Yeah, so did you just say 11? <laughs> yeah. 8, 6, Three, two, two, nine, four. Two, 11 in the AFC view themselves as if things go our way, we can win the Super Bowl. And if you add, if you then you're also from to that 11, you're adding uh, New England, who's absolutely thinks themselves as, as a playoff contender, Pittsburgh, for sure. Why record. wouldn't they? Yep. Um, and are you sure about Jacksonville and New York? Jacksonville pro thinks maybe with competent coaching, you know, how and a, and a leap from Lawrence, can we? It's, the division's not that great. As no, AFC goes. they can make a run. They can make yeah. a run. There's like two teams in the AFC that are like, yeah, we're probably not us. The Jets and the Texans. Texans. That's it. Yeah. Everybody else. Because it's insane. It's loaded. <clears throat> it's bonkers. It is.
we've got better or worse coming up, and we got the win totals. And the win totals speak to the fact. I haven't even looked at them yet. And some of them, I think, are pretty wild, to be honest with you. But it's kind of it's, – it's a strange, strange thing. And you've got basically, other than four teams, everybody's right around, you know, 500 or better. Whereas in the, in the NFC, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that are kind of below that threshold. We've never seen this type of imbalance. Never, depth never. In one and the other. And it's, we've certainly seen it at the top. As by, the, and about. by the way, two of the teams that we're saying not in the mix are the Jets and the, and the Jaguars, both of whom took quarterbacks number one and number two overall last, last year. year. If, they, if those guys hit, then they're in the mix. We're, and by the way, Mac Jones, too. Like, if he's great, then, then they're in the mix. Yeah. And Houston's going to draft a quarterback in this year's draft. Uh, next year coming up, could be number one overall. Maybe it's C.J. Stroud. Now, all of a sudden, that's another one in the mix in the AFC. Let's let the Falcons go ahead and get the first pick next year. And I, hope, I feel like I'm that's hopeful. quite in play. <laughs> that's the worst roster. I mean, it's – It feels like it's quite in play. Believe it or not, not – I don't even know if this is something we would have covered, but their win total is actually projected to be better, better than that of the Texans, which I don't know how they're not projected to be the worst team in the league right now. The only thing I can think of is just the they, the they play in a bad division, and so they'll steal some wins in a bad division. Sure. That's it. Because Carolina is not great either. That's the second worst in the NFC. Yeah. Where are the Saints? they got to be in the mix. Still below the below the 500 line, but just up there. Just up there. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll have some fun with that. Um, last night uh, for the Cavaliers, yeah, this is why everybody tanked on, set on Sunday. Because who wants to deal with those two? Nobody wants to deal. Why do you want to deal with Durant and, and Kyrie? So that's probably, other than the game that I attended in person, mm-hmm. that was the first start to finish game that I watched. You stuck. Watched the whole 40 thing. 40 to 20, you stuck. 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 Okay. They are a two Haas team. Like, there's no there's doubt. There's not even a third. No. But they're pretty darn good. And Kyrie is absurd. Yeah. Durant is great. I thought the Cavs showed a ton of fight, and I thought the way that they closed that game out should give them some good feelings going into Friday night's big yeah. big game. But, yeah, you don't want to mess them because in a series, it was always if you had one star, a star could take over a series. They have two. They will always have two of in any series they play in the Eastern Conference. And correct me if I'm wrong. In the league. In the league, they will always have two of the three best players on the court, period, right? Yeah, I mean, is there any? So Celtics have Tatum, Tatum and Brown, but they're not. But they're not. That. No, no. Tatum's Embiid. great. I All love right, Tatum. Let's just do the ones that are even. So Durant is always going to be the best player on the court. The only people who are of his ilk are Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic. Like those would be and the none only of them ones have on, Kyrie his, on their them. level, and none of them have Kyrie. Kyrie is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. I was having that conversation with my oldest. He was he's has discovered like. Allen Iverson recently oh, man. and he was he goes dad does, did Allen Iverson have the greatest do you think he has the greatest handle of all time and I thought about it for a second I said buddy I said I'm not sure it's not Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving might have the best handle of all time he, he's got the best handle I've ever seen it's like the ball is connected to his hand and he can get the shot whenever he wants to get it he can create separation he doesn't really miss and he doesn't miss the only thing that the only thing that keeps him from being like and I think he views himself as like Kobe is just the fact that he's six one and not six six or six Correct. seven. That's it. And he's not necessarily a lockdown defender. No, no, no. I'm just mean like on the offensive sure. end. Like he sure. is 
but he can get a shot off against anybody. A stunning offensive player, and I, yeah, to me, I, I said, no, I think I think Kyrie might be the best ball handler I've ever seen, even better than better than Allen. He's he is certainly in that discussion. Watching the Nets, I was surprised that they just don't have Steve Nash suit up to play on that second team and just stand in the corner and shoot threes. Like they need he somebody could. else who can looks just, like he's in great shape. He looks totally tremendous. Condition. Just go stand there and shoot. He's like slinging a line of like dress shoes that he plays basketball in. I mean, I feel like he's got it all figured out. Yeah. It's a good point. Like he, he would probably be better than anyone. They're going to run in. And I, if correct me if I'm wrong, as I watch them, but isn't Amari's on their staff too. I saw, I noticed him behind the, yeah, bench. behind the bench. Yeah. I thought, Oh, that's, I was that's like, wait a second, who there. is it? I'm like, yeah, that's Amari. Just, you got a few minutes in you, Amari? You could come out yeah. in a couple minutes? Yeah. I so, don't see how Simmons fits in with their team unless he's the ball handler and they're running a drive and kick game with Durant and Kyrie spotting up. But why would you ever want to take the ball out of Kyrie's hands or Durant's hands? Well, I don't think they view him. That, I think they the reason that he's a fit for them or the way that they would think he's a fit is he's an elite defender. Yep. He can kind of defend one through five a little bit. Anybody. He can defend anybody. So they will view him that way, and he will be somebody that, you know, he rips a board and then he goes and then they run. But anything in the half court is going to be run through Durant and Irving. They're the number one isolation team in the league. By the way, Blake Griffin can't even get on the court for them anymore. It's not like they broke down. It's another one of those guys who just floor off fell a out. cliff. But by the way, the DNP coaches' decisions last night for the Brooklyn Nets, like Lamarcus Aldridge, yeah, they got Blake all those Griffin. Guys. Like, well, they the, kicked the tires some... on all those guys on minimum contracts. Yeah, you know, and they I feel like Aldridge would be able to it, still shoot. Maybe he can't get up and down. Yeah. It, it was just – it was one of those things, like, you looked at I'm like, God, like, a couple of these guys were top 10, top 15 yeah. players in the league not too long ago. There's a lot of parallel between Durant and Kobe in that for the majority of their career, you would say that they were the 1A to the best player in the game. And for some portion of their career, they were the one mm-hmm. best player in the game. And both of them – have the same amount of combined MVPs as Nash has as on his own and as Jokic will have on his own. Durant's won one MVP. Kobe won one MVP. If you look back on it, you try to say, well, should he have won this one? Could he have won this one? Like, if you were redrafting the league, Durant would have gone number one a lot when you're redrafting the league, a lot. And he's only won the one MVP. It was an OKC Yeah, all those years ago. He's won two championships with Golden State? Yeah, they won the two. <clears throat> but that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's... But for a guy who, like to me, he's the most terrifying. If he was, if I'm playing my, if the team I like is playing against that guy, I'm terrified because I feel like can score any most lethal offensive he, player I've ever seen. He's a mismatch that you cannot Everybody. account for. And he played pretty good D last night. Yes, he did. Clean up the blocks, block shots. Yeah, all of that. I'm with you. I think it'll do the Cavs a great deal of luck. Do we have we have so we have a, a Guardians opener and Cavs? Are we going like to move? Someone's got to move. Don't guards like have some, to move? I feel like gods. someone's got to move. We're moving. We're moving. We're, we're out. We're, we're going to be off on Friday. Great we're job out. By you give it. But don't don't you think like three oh five first pitch? Absolutely. Why not go four o'clock right into the seven thirty tip? Whatever. Like, like it's it, no need to be so close. I mean, just you got to do that. Like, I, there's no reason to to do them at the same and, time. And and I don't know for sure. I read somewhere that like the Giants who are playing us are in on Thursday and it's an off day. So it's not like the Giants are coming in. Okay. So let's, like, let's, this, this let's have some sort sense. of civic Put it at duty here. Let's go. Put the thing at 4 o'clock. Oh, everybody wants opening day in the afternoon anyway. No one wants it at night. So, you know, do it in the afternoon. It's cold at night. Sort it out. Have That's you, you seen it. the forecast for Friday night? No, I haven't. I'm terrified to even look. I don't want to look. 
know what happened to me last night? I was all excited. It was a gorgeous day, high 60s last night, just gorgeous, not a cloud in the sky. I took the TV outside. We got the fire pit sure, fired up. Sure, sure. Bootsy's getting an evening soak. Oh, Boys are getting some shots. Said up. I wasn't a, invited what over. What a wonderful uh, – no transformative Sounds- turkey. Um, and so <laughs> must, I, for me to be there, there must, there be. must be transformative Turkey. Okay. So that'll be the setup that Good has to, to apply for that. So I take the TV outside. I'm all excited. What I did not account for. And I was stunned at the, the, the presence was mosquitoes. Uh, I mm. couldn't believe it. Mosquitoes. I could not believe it. Like it was just it feels had, very early. We had yeah. grapple Saturday. Yeah. They, they should be frozen. I thought they'd be frozen. I was floored that they were in the mix. Like we will we'll spray for them next week. Yeah. But it was an attacking. I, I was out there for an hour. I, like, I got to get out of here. How do you? How? What's your plan? Do you bring in like a like a mosquito Joe guy? Like a, oh, you bring in a guy. There, there's a guy. Yeah. There's going to be. I go old school zappers at various places on the property. Love a to, zapper to pull the zappers to pull them in. So we'll do that. Um, you get to hear the. Zzz. Yep. So satisfying. It's so great. So we'll do that, and then I know there may even be another some citronella candles. All around, of that. Some torches. I, I will go. To, there are no. I will be prepared. I will be prepared. All you really need to do, according to my father's, just have me come over. They love me. It's my sweet blood. <laughs> he claims to be the most like, and they do. Like he will. Can we could I we could sit at a campfire. Get him to dial in and us record just that. Yeah, my sweet like, blood. That exact line would be great in the show. All right, I'll ask him. You I'll know, ask him. You know what I'd like is I'd like for us when we get merch. Which you know, there was a time when I thought it was close. Now never. Um, but at I one point, it could be back again. By the way, I'm wearing my. Uh, speaking eh. of, remember I told you the golf hoodie. This is I wore it today. Oh, this is a golf you. hoodie. This is the oh, this golf is, hoodie. This is gorgeous. Would you love to see a CBD branded golf golf hoodie? hoodie? Yes, I, I would. would. I would. Okay. Um, a line of Pedro's best quotes quotes on shirts. I feel would be great because his. He his he's a caricature anyway, like we've even amplified it. Yes. But then you see him in person and like the mustache. When we had the trial of Pedro, which went very quickly, I quickly uh, put an end to it. Um, but when when we had Rather the trial of Pedro, witness. yeah, but it was it was just so unaware that he had been convicted. Yeah, yeah already. Just, it took a second. I mean, he, he didn't realize he was convicting himself the no, whole time. Everything about it, stunning. Yeah. yeah, I was I was actually nervous about it because I thought. How am I going to get him to this place without leading him? I want to make sure that we do this right. We need a proper trial. It's got to hold up in a court of law. But he just admitted to the crime right away, so it was actually quite I mean, easy. I feel like we could move Spumoni. Uh, like we could sell no Spumoni. He should have his own line of Spumoni. But a caricature of his face and then yelling out the phrase. Yes, no, put this phrase on Copy. the back. And then, and, then, and then that's just going to – I feel like we could sling those. Like the old school – like my Dickie V, Arizona's number one baby, where it's the little yes. body, the big body, head, big and then head. the, the bu- bubble, bubble with the phrase. Yeah. That's all I want. Oh, my God. I'd wear those everywhere. I feel like we could sling those. He's got so many lines. Dumb beep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many great ones. So many. I like it. Um, what else? Did I have one other thing that was somehow related to Pedro? No. It'll come to me if it does. We've got mock drafts. We've got Kuipers. We've got a little better or worse. I'm not up. feeling a lot of these mock drafts. That's just a teaser. I'm not. I okay, so let's get into that next. In okay. addition to discussing the mock drafts, we'll get into our lack of feel for it because I don't feel it either. Uh, those are among the many things we'll get to on a first Friday miracle edition of the program. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business operations collects all the data you need, but you're having a hard time bringing it together and seeing the full picture. Bo here for my friends at EOX Vantage. Their data scientists are also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team will help you build an automated system that brings your data sources together in real time and turns them into eye-opening dashboards so you can make smart, time-sensitive decisions. Staring at spreadsheets to provide insight you needed to know last month with EOX Vantage, you'll know exactly where your people stand on their activities and deliverables and gauge your financial performance. Easily and accurately track progress and your ROI. Check out how companies are making their business intelligence smarter by visiting eoxvantage.com. What part of the draft are you not feeling? The What they do with us at 44 or the ja- draft in general? Yes. Same. <laughs> I just... So start with the first piece. I think going into it, it is clear that the Cleveland Browns have needs. Right now, the most pressing need for your starting lineup immediately is defensive end. Yeah. I would say our defensive tackle group is we've got some young guys that we've invested draft capital in. We brought in a former first rounder, but it is far from complete. I mean, right now, at the time where you're getting ready for OTAs, we have three defensive ends on the roster, Garrett Winovich and Curtis Weaver. We have three defensive tackles on the roster, Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togiai, and Taven Bryan. So those are obvious needs. Obvious needs. The wide receiver position, I believe, still remains a need. Now, all of these positions can be addressed in free agency, whether it's a guy like Clowney, there are guys in the middle of the, of the defense you could plug in, a Sheldon Richardson who's been with the Browns, Akeem Hicks is out there. Bring back Sheldon Day, who I thought played very well for us. Um, so there are options in free agency, and same at receiver. A second-round pick in a year in which you do not have a first-round pick. Second-round pick in a year in which you do not have a first-round pick is your first-round pick. That's right. It is something where you are looking for a position of impact. I believe, and this is, again, these are not scores. This is me saying what I believe I know of our philosophy here. I believe that from, we'll start with the defensive positions end and tackle. I believe the Browns view end and edge and rushing the passer as imminently more important than they view a defensive tackle, but a defensive tackle who is a dominant pass rusher, they would view just as important as an edge. We're talking Aaron Donalds. We're talking J.J. Watts. We're talking Chris Jones. There aren't a lot of those guys. And by the way, nobody like that is going to be around at pick 44. Now, from doing some of my research about the defensive tackles in this draft class, most of them are run-oriented. DeMarvin Leal is a guy that played a lot of end in college at 283, but can move inside and flashes first-round potential, but then also flashes like wildly inconsistent. So maybe if you were thinking of a defense tackle effect, we keep getting guys who are more of run stoppers, like Travis Jones, 6'4", 325-pound nose tackle, eat up space, allow the rest of the defense to find the football. We took a guy like that in the first round, Danny Shelton. Fine player, has been in the league for a long time. But that's not where you put a priority asset, a premium no. asset. And I believe this is very much a premium asset now for the Cleveland Browns pick number 44. So in my mind, that's going to be at a premium position, which is wide receiver or defensive end. They may go and draft a defensive tackle, but you would have to be a guy that they felt like could really get to the passer. At the end of the day, as a defense, just from a philosophical standpoint, 
you are much better off inviting a team to run the football and run what are and therefore suboptimal plays in the long run versus throwing the football. The fact of the matter is a bad quarterback in the NFL, a bad quarterback, I'm talking bad, is going to average a minimum of six yards an attempt. A minimum. Mm-hmm. The best running back in the NFL is going to average five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Okay, decent quarterbacks are going to be in the seven-yard range. Goods are going to be eight, maybe even to nine if you're leading the league. Yep. So go ahead. What does that mean? Every time you run this play, you get X number of yards. Every time you run this play, you get X number of yards. Passes are always more. That's why teams should pass on first down. That's why you don't eliminate the run game. You need to have that physicality. But as a defense, if you're saying we are going to always be able to get to the quarterback and we have a back end that can absolutely cover with our dime package, with our corners, with all of that, which we do have, if you want to just start running the ball between the tackles, okay, because if one guy misses a block one play, we hit you for a loss, now you're in an obvious passing situation, you're playing into our strength. And by the way, matriculating the ball down the field is very difficult. Yes. So I think the Browns philosophically are like, what we'd love to find is an interior pass rusher who can be a sub-package pass rusher. Guys up there, and maybe Jordan Elliott takes that stride, Tommy Togiai mm-hmm. takes that leap. But I don't see that being as a premium position. They're going to invest what would be their most valuable asset. I, again, could be totally wrong, and I'd be the first to say I had that wrong. He's but it, not. it feels to me like we're going to go edge or receiver here because those are more important positions overall to what we do. And whether we get Clowney back or not, we need succession planning at that defensive end opposite of Miles Garrett. We've heard, you know, Drake Jackson. We've heard the Josh Pascal guy reminds people of Agba. Maybe you take a gamble on Ojabo. I mean, that right. feels like a great opportunity to me. I just, I have a hard time thinking like, okay, he might end up as a two-down defender. That's what it says about Travis Jones. That's the last sentence. He might end up as a two-down defender. Yeah, this is from Mel Kuyper Jr.'s most recent two-round yeah. mock draft. Like, What's the most important down of the three downs? Third, and that's going to be there. And that's, we're saying this guy's not going to play in that situation. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up. Doesn't, no. It doesn't add up to me. What Z just gave you guys was kind of a master class in roster building, um, one that is similar to the way, very, very similar to the way that, that the people here I uh, believe. No, no, I, I know how they view roster building. So, um, yes, the idea – so Travis Jones doesn't check any of the boxes. You think about uh, everything you just laid out, just positionally importance – and the way that we would value that. But beyond that, if you think about the guys that we've taken high in the draft, it's usually power five powerhouse school, and it's usually young. Usually a young player from a big-time school who's played in big moments and big spots. Yep. Go look at who we've drafted high since this regime has been here. There's a constant there with that. That's part of the MO. So, no, Travis Jones made no sense to me uh, for, for myriad reasons. Like, to me, like – Okay, fourth round, maybe you take it. I don't see it in the third either almost. Like it's I don't see it first, second or third. To me, receiver and end are musts. The only thing I could say is if some just unicorn drops that you it's not a position of need, but God, he's so great. We gotta take him. There there could be something like that where that would go have them go off D end or receiver, but I could say that's a corner, a safety. Sure. Something that where they feel really good about a position that is always a premium. But as I kind of just look at this mock right here, and we're taking and talking about Kuiper. So he has, for those wondering, David Ajabu goes thirty fourth to the Lions, which would be that's a that's a tremendous pick. A guy that would have gone earlier than that, or people would have thought would have gone earlier than that, he falls to you there. So when I look at this where the Browns are on the board Boye Mafi, I think, is somebody that they would consider um, as a, kind of an edge rusher out of Minnesota. 
Then you get to 44. The Browns take Travis Jones. But on the board, George Pickens. Yep. Big program, Georgia. 6'3", outside receiver with number one traits. I know he tore his ACL last spring. Uh, he made an impact. No guarantee last till round two. But they should try. That sounds like exactly the kind of guy that we would want to bring in here. So yep. he's on the board at 47. Your Sky boy, Drake Jackson's on the board. Sky Moore's on the board. Drake Jackson is on the board right there. And, and a big physical guy, um, situational pass rusher. Yeah, those names just all feel like, to me, they make more sense for the Browns than what you would see out of a defensive tackle. And again, happy to admit that I was wrong. I feel like we have, at this point, a pretty good understanding of it. And remember, these guys came in after the draft that saw the Browns take Danny Shelton, a non-pass rushing two-down defensive tackle. I think we took him 11th overall, I want to say, some in that range, 10th overall that year. They were brought in as a result of some of those decisions. So I just don't. I have a hard time seeing a two-down, run-stopping defensive tackle be the guy that they're looking at. Like, if you think about the way we played defensive tackle last year, Malik Jackson wasn't a run-stopper. No. And neither was Malik McDowell. No. They're good athletes, and I think it's a shame, obviously, what's, what has happened with Malik. He would be somebody that you would already be in there. Mm-hmm. He would be a starter. And then you're saying, okay, Togi, I, Togi, I feels like that's what he's supposed to be. Correct. Eventually, with all that strength, is a guy who's in there. Now, he's not as physically big as some of the guys you want in there, but clearly incredibly strong. And there was a lot of talk. I remember when he came out and the Browns got him that he stayed one more year. He's a first-rounder this year. Right. So you've got that guy. I think there are veterans you can bring in, and, and you want somebody just to kind of plug the middle. Space Eaters, there are those guys. But those guys have a limited role, my opinion, in the National Football League in the year 2022. So to address the other part of it where we said same and yes, this draft doesn't have a lot of juice for me. Now, I don't know. It's, it's, and it's not just because we don't have a pick. It's not because we didn't have a pick in the Beckham draft and there was st- the year we traded for Odell and there's still a lot of juice to that draft for me. And I, I've settled on this. Part of it is it doesn't feel like there's a transformative quarterback. Number one. That's number one. The second thing is, as I'm looking at this, it doesn't seem like anybody who's drafted is going to be the difference maker on that team going from a playoff team to a Super Bowl team. You could talk me into a receiver late. Like if, but it's almost like Green Bay or to Kansas City, right? But it still feels. But they're already there. But they're already there. Yep. Like there's not a player who's going to be drafted that's like, oh, game change. Like Aiden Hutchinson is probably going to go number one overall. That seems to be most of the momentum to Jacksonville. Like he's a fine player. Sure. But he, I don't. He's not a Bosa. I don't think he's Chase Young. No. So he's a really good player, but he's not that. He's not. He's not Miles Garrett. So that's kind of the. I think that's why. Like. I, my, my feeling on this is it's kind of a really good draft, but it's not a transformative draft other than it. There could be a couple of these receivers that turn into that, but the teams picking high aren't taking a receiver. And honestly, even the receivers who are here, I don't think any of them are Jamar Chase. I don't, they're not Calvin Johnson. There's not those that type of physical dominant guy out there, even at receiver. Yes, there and there are some good, interesting players, but you're yeah. right. Like there isn't. Uh, there isn't that guy where everybody goes, oh, my God. Now, it may turn out that way in a few years. That there know. are people that are great. I mean, I don't think anybody went that draft saying, oh, Justin Jefferson is going to come in and dominate the league the way that he did, and he has. And so, yeah. you know, Garrett Wilson. But it also feels like some of the guys that we're talking about with the the skill from a skill standpoint, like Wilson could end up in Atlanta. Right. Receiver to the Jets. Now, they have Zach Wilson. They like him. And all of a sudden, you're saying, oh, you've got Drake London, Corey Davis, and Elijah Moore. I think the Jets get pretty interesting in that scenario. 
So that helps elevate them. But there isn't there doesn't seem to be that big one. And I think part of it is too. We do not have that that spot where we're right now looking to get an impact player. But if we can come away with a Grant Delpit or Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, yeah. I'd be pretty pumped about that. And I think, you know, last year we talked philosophically about how, you know, an off ball middle Mike linebacker, which a lot of people thought, oh, we wanted that two down thumper. No, you got a guy who is a part right. safety, part corner, part pass rusher, part and it does everything in a Musu Cormo and never has to come off of the field. They're very particular about, I think, what they want. And that's why we knew it was going to be a corner last year. It was a corner. I just would be I, – I, I keep seeing these mocks, and they keep going defensive tackle to us, and I keep feeling like I just – I don't get it. And even yesterday, the guy from Walter Football, now he said he's his mocks are not based on what he would do. It's what he's – the sense that he gets. I think we're probably a pretty good organization in terms of – yeah smoke and whatnot because there wasn't a ton of newsome to us other than dane dane was the only one that i recall and we thought that was certainly a possibility but dane brugler you know from the athletic our great friend of the program that he was the guy that was on that i i, I doesn't i'm, I'm getting annoyed seeing these come, keep coming they at keep 44. coming it's so many it feels yeah. like every time we do one that's detackle at 44 it just doesn't doesn't like if that said pickens test. right there i'd be like all yep, right that makes sense exciting got it yep fun all right, speaking of fun, uh, Z goes one-on-one with Joaquin Grant, our new punt returner, our new return specialist. That is coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, Ohio Business Machine, preferred copier provider of your Cleveland Browns. They have all the X's and O's for your office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. New return man, Jakeem Grant, one-on-one with Dr. Z. Let's have a listen. Very happy now to be joined by the newest member of the Browns, Pro Bowl returner, wide receiver, Jakeem Grant. Let's just start there. Pro Bowl returner. When you found out last year that you were going to the Pro Bowl, I'm sure that's one of the things when you think about, yeah, I'm going to play the game. Man, I'd love to be in a Pro Bowl someday. What was that like? Um, It was, man, it Words can't explain it. It was very exciting, especially with being not making it the year before and I was all pro the year before. And I was like, I mean, what else do I need to do to make it to the Pro Bowl? And so when they told when Coach Snaggy told me, I was like, oh, my God, like, man, this is like a dream come true. And so um, when I got there, I was like and then they told me, hey, you're not going to be catching points in the Pro Bowl. I was like, OK, so now what what, what do I do now? But, oh, man, I, cause it was it was a dream come true. I, I it was amazing, especially with just being there in the atmosphere and knowing that you have fans outside of just the Chicago Bears fans sure. and everybody that look up to you. I was, man, it, it was a, it was a great feeling. By the way, all pros, nothing to, to yeah to see. Yeah. That. That's a pretty good thing as well. So you decided, hey, I'm going to bring my skills to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns wanted you. How did this kind of process come together? Um, they, Cleveland were very aggressive, and I've been looking at them for the longest and. They needed a returner, and I was just like, especially at, especially with receivers too. Um, I was just like, no better fit, and also it, it was just an easy option. Good. And so um, I love the coaches, you know, CEOs here, uh, Chad O'Shea. Yeah. I had them in Miami. I had a great relationship with them, so that was another reason why I came. And I was just like, man, why not? You yeah. know. And I heard about just the people in the room and just how what they're about and I was just like man that's what I'm about too and so man it checked off every check checkbox on my list so I was just I'm, I'm a brown now 
But we love that because yeah. it's easy when you go and you watch your highlights. You're an electric factory. <laughs> and I don't know if they've hit you with the stats. So the last Browns punt return touchdown was 2015. The last Browns kick return touchdown was 2009. The great wow. Josh Cribbs. So it has been a while. And I was looking, you have six return touchdowns on your yep. resume. You've got a touch. You've had a, either a kick or a punt four straight years, right? Mm-hmm. How do you do it, man? They've changed the rules. You're not supposed to be able to do this. I mean, if they kick it to me, they're gonna pay. That's uh, that's I don't, that's my whole thing. It's like, it's either you kick it out of bounds or I'm going to the crib. And so, um, <laughs> definitely gonna change that this year. Um, yeah. I'm not banking on just getting one. I'm banking on getting a multiple. So, I mean. We they know that they yes. know if they kick it to me, they they seen the tape, they seen everything. I'm not a fair catch guy. So just letting them know now I don't fair catch. And so do what you want to do with that information. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> What's your favorite of all their turn touchdowns? You have one that, that stands out? Um, I probably say the one against Green Bay, because everybody expects like a returner to just let it go bounce in the end zone and or fair catch it, and I caught the ball on the three, and I'm like, man, no, no returners is, is doing that, you know. Yeah. Besides what Devin Hester, Devin Hester. But I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong. You, that one 97 yards set the franchise record for the longest punt return touchdown with the Bears, who had Devin Hester, who yep. was likely to be in the Hall of Fame, is arguably the greatest returner of all time. So that's pretty cool too. Absolutely. And then I didn't even know that he did not do that. Like. I was that was the longest one in history. Well, nobody catches yeah. it on the three. And so I'm like I'm like nobody is doing that. So if you could go back and even against the Raiders, the the, uh, the punter punted like five yards in the end zone. I brought it out anyways, and I told him, I'm like I'm not trying to be just an average returner. Like I want to be the one that's remember. I want to be, you know, don't the next one to take you know Devin Hester's story. Sure. And I I have a far mountain to climb. And so and that's my goal is to you know pass him up and he's a great person to look up to and so you know that's that's my whole mentality so walk us through kind of the process so the ball gets kicked you have an idea of like what return has been called or set up what's kind of your checklist what are you going through what are you looking at when the ball's in the air okay so first thing I check is the gunners release and see if you know my teammates jammers got them matched up because they're usually typically the first ones to get down there and so I already Took a, uh, a peep at the flight of the ball. I'm getting to the spot, and all I'm doing is I already I already checked them out, and so that gives me the indicator if I'm going to fair catch it or not. Which most likely I'm going to fair catch it, no matter win. what, right. no yeah. matter what. But um, he has to be like basically standing right next to me if I'm not going to fair catch. So um, after that, I'm I'm just like okay, if it's a left return, right return, or middle return, I'm catching the ball and just setting it up and trusting that my teammates are having it on and just letting the athletic ability take place. And so once they kick it to me, I'm like, it's basically backyard football. If anybody think about it, it's backyard football easily. Has there been one where you knew before you caught it, you were taking it to the house? And I'm sure you have the mindset, I'm going to take this house, but was there one that where you just kind of saw the way things were setting up where you're like, all right, it's Yes, um, actually the one back in 2020 uh, against the Rams, and um, it was just uh, it was just set up too perfect. It was perfect, and it was a right return to the sideline. And the, I seen the whole cavalry of my teammates just blocking or uh, set up on the right side. I seen like the basically you call it the Great Wall of China. Yeah. And so just seeing that right there, and I and I I was untouched, and I was just saying that just yeah. And I was like I took my hat off to them because that was just nothing but blocking. All I did was run, and so I was like anybody could have done it. So. 
Man, it was just, it was unbelievable. All right, so we said six return touchdowns. Yeah. Obviously, that's your passion, all pro, pro bowler. You also can do quite a bit in the offense. You have a rushing touchdown. You've got a bunch of receiving touchdowns. Had two of them last year. What do you like better? Do you like scoring as a runner, a returner, or as a receiver? Do you not care? Just get me in. Honestly, I do not care. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, the off like the punt returns are more electrifying because it gives, you know, the crowd goes crazy, especially because it's, like, less likely to happen sure. in a game. Anybody yes. can, you know, go and score you know, a catch and touchdown and things of that nature. But everybody is like, okay, a punt return or a kickoff return to the house is it's electrifying. It also sucks, like, the momentum out of any team. Because oh, yeah. that's a change in, that's an instant change of, you know, possession. And they're like, man, like, special teams could easily win you a game. And so that's what I'm all about. Yeah, and so three if I'm, phases. Exactly. So I'm I, me, with being a punt returner and also, like, a receiver, I'm trying to take over the whole game on every aspect. So they're like, Man, we can't stop them on offense, and we sure can't kick them the ball. So, I mean, only way I, I, we don't have no choice but to, you know, just contain them our, our best ability. And so that's my mentality is just being a punt returner and a, and a receiver is just taking over a whole game. I know you're holding the ball on your left yep. hand. You got a chance to talk with our special teams coordinator, Absolutely. Mike Prefer. And, Mike, yeah. and that's what he said, get that ball on your left hand, yeah, and here Prefer. you are. And he's, he's been telling me, hey, walk around the – all day today with the ball in your left hand because that on my notes when I told you when I when I was, I was excited to have you here and I was like coach I'm glad to be here it's like but one thing that I want to talk about is you care why do you carry the ball in the right hand and I told him I was like it's it's because I feel like I'm running slow that's the only reason why I do it because I'm not used to carrying it in the left hand sure and it automatically is like without even thinking it goes to my right hand and so um, he was just like I'm going to continue to harp on you having it in your left hand, and there's so many things uh, or extra yards that you could have gotten if you would have had the ball in your left hand. And I was like, I haven't even thought about that, but I, that's why you take coaching. I'm a that's player, right. he's a coach, and he can see that. And so you see me doing it now, I love having it. the ball in the that's left right. hand. Listen, <laughs> you go from great, there's always room exactly. to improve, right? Exactly. There's always, always room to improve. Always. So I love that. And you mentioned Chad O'Shea when you were together in yep. Miami, and he's been here. I, I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's been great for, for this organization. What was that relationship like, and, and how nice is it to have kind of a familiar face in the building? Oh, it's great. You know, um, fortunately, I, I only know Baker and, and Juice and, and Rashad here against Hollywood. Uh -huh. And so, um, fortunately, Juice and um, Rashad are, are gone. Sure. But with seeing Coach O'Shea, I, I didn't even realize he was, you know, the receivers coach. And so, and I was like, what are the odds yeah, of us being back? Offensive coordinator. Yeah, offensive coordinator, sure. yeah. And so, I was like, what are the odds of us being back in the same building? And it's just great because we had a great relationship in Miami. And so, it's just, I mean, the future – it's going to be great. That's all I can say. I love it. You have a great kind of way about you. I can feel your yeah. energy very infectious and big smile all the time. Yeah. Is this something that you ever dreamed of when, you know, you got into the game and, you know, you said, all right, I'm going to the NFL. I'm going to be more of a return guy now. All pro, pro bowler. Sign a very nice contract. Congratulations on that for you and your family, by the way. But is this kind of like, is it kind of wild to take it all in? Um, yeah, but see, the thing is, honestly, people did not know that, um, I never did punt return or anything before I got to the NFL. Like, I never caught a punt. I couldn't catch a punt. I didn't even have trust in my own teammates to, like, you have to be have a, a little bit of insanity to catch punts. <laughs> yeah, you Because do. your head is almost at a 90 degree, and you're saying, I trust this person 
to make sure I don't get blown up. Yeah. And even going up and fair catching it in between traffic just for field position, like, it's insane. It's, it's just insane. And especially, like, with me, I would take a hit before I, I like, catch a uh, fair catch. Sure. And so um, I, all I did was, like, I was a receiver before anything, before yep. I even did special teams. And so I was just like, you know, with being my size, I want to add more to my game than the taller receivers. Smart. I want yeah. them to know that, like, I'm a, I can be a returner and I can take over on the special team games and on the offense. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to add that, that niche to it. I remember coming into the lead and catching my first punt with Co uh, Darren Rizzi as my special teams coach. And it was a preseason game against the Giants. And he kicks me the ball. I absolutely let it bounce. I was like, in my head, I'm like, I'm not catching that. And then Coach Rizzi is on the sideline, red as can be. He was like, why you didn't catch the ball? I said, Coach, I was scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I was scared. I, I, and he was like, listen, you're good. Just catch the ball and just be you. And so I caught it and took it four yards, and then the rest is history. And after that, I've just been just trying to perfect my craft and trying to just be the best one at the game, best one at it. When did you know, though, okay, I'm good at this? Um, I would say 2018 um, is probably, I would say, probably what was my kind of like my best year at returns, and I was, like, killing it, leading the lead, and I was just like, man, I probably actually got an act for it, and I was just tearing it up. Like, that was the year I scored, like, on a kickoff return and a punt return, yeah. and so I was just like, man, wow, like, I never thought I would be good at punt return, ever. Yeah. And I was just like, when I started to get good, I was like, man. And that's why I, the previous told you the reference is backyard football. And I was like, that's all it is, is catch the ball and try not to get tackled. Yeah, that's right. Make a miss. <laughs> exactly. Make a miss until they don't, or you get in the end zone, yep. whatever happens first. <laughs> well, Jim, this is going to be a lot of fun. And certainly, we're excited to have you here. And I'm sure you've got a sense, Browns fans, very passionate about their football team. and. You're going to have this place rocking, man. You take one to the house, it is going to be bonkers. Oh, yeah. The first energy. So Definitely. looking forward to that. So welcome to the Browns and congrats. Man, I appreciate it. And just to give you some perspective on that, great job out of Z. Great job with Jakeem there and, and obviously infectious personality. The last time the Browns scored a punt return touchdown, 15. The last time they scored a kick return touchdown, 2009. He has six combined since 16. He's got one or the other in four straight seasons. So he good. He's great. Love talking to him. Very infectious personality. Yep. Great enthusiasm. A lot of self-belief, which I love. And, and I can tell you this. Mike Prefer is a guy that keeps it pretty, like, even keel. He's very excited about having yeah. Keem Grant here. I mean, this. It's been a long time. This is. It has the potential to have the kind of impact on our return game as transformative turkey does on, like, my taste buds. Same. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Prefer's got to be a pretty happy guy. Yeah, got a punter that can Penny, boom it. can boomer. You know, we've got Chase back, and, and I know that, you know, he's been working and looking good in the early going. I think that still will be a position that they're going to bring competition in at. Um, but, yeah, Preefs, I think, is very happy. Very happy. you got a all-pro Pro Bowl back-to-back years. So that you are elite. You are electric. You've broken Devin Hess, some of Devin Hester's records while you're with Chicago Bears. Yep. He's got the relationship with Chad O'Shea, which you referenced in the in the interview. And so, you know, we get a chance, Chad O'Shea, in studio tomorrow. We'll talk to him about Shaquem Grant and what he brings. And maybe there's a role for him to get just get the ball in this guy's hands in space and, and see what he can do. I, I think it's a, a great signing for the Browns. Second hour up next, you're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer, as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. You know, we were having a conversation. Uh, we were talking about the Birch at Augusta the other day. Yeah. Uh, the official teaching pro of CBD, Mike Dickinson, with uh, with this information to me that, that he communicated to me yesterday. So it's a the permanent structures there, right? Where you, the permanent merch structure, like it's permanent. But this was the part that really blew my mind. He said, what it is is there's stuff on mannequins and they have numbers next to them. And you say, I want that. And you don't know the price until you check out. Well, when a quarter zip can... So you could just right. pop three quarters of something and they could be like, oh, that's 1200 $1,295, sir. Oh, really? Maybe I'll take none. <laughs> I thought that was fascinating. Like, it's it, the only play. I mean, they, they operate with completely their own rules. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's incredible. I had a couple of buddies go there last week and they were like, I had the credit card ready because I had literally had no idea, flying blind as to what the final cost was going to be, and I had to make sure there was enough room on that card <laughs> that I was going to be able to make, make all this work. Make sure you're safe there. Yeah, you know, you could. I mean, it's, it could get so dangerous. Yeah, in a hurry. Like the pricing. There's no pricing that would be surprising after we've seen like some of the some of those cashmere quarter zips, and you don't know if it's cashmere until it comes down, Georgie. You're not going to know. No, no, you're not fine merino wool could be i mean who geez. knows what you're dealing with that was pretty good um all right give what is this from the dan patrick show what are they doing i don't know i needed a segment filler all right so you want to do best of greatest american rock band i, I in just the city saw of rock and like roll? The, uh earlier on the show he was like what band is the greatest american rock band ever and i was like man i don't really know like what defines rock well i think you're Oh, I think we know it defines rock. It's kind of like NFL replay systems. Like, you know if it's a catch or not. Although I don't know that the Rock and Roll Hall goes. I mean, I immediately go to, like, all of those bands that were big when I was a kid, like Van Halen and Aerosmith and those type of things. Guns and Roses. Yeah, but I... Motley Crue. Right. The hair bands and then and then the probably the peak of American... So there's that, and then there's the grunge guys. It's Pearl Jam and... Uh, Nirvana and Soundgarden and Foo Fighters and those guys. That would be the next kind of greatest. Dave Matthews Band. Sure. Those would be kind of the where you'd want to go. Like, yeah. is the Grateful Dead? I think the best was when me and my kids had the game rock band, and we were just dominant. Do they still make that? I hope so. It was the best. I feel like Bootsy would love that. I wonder if they make that. Put like him on drums. Get every 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 kid could have an instrument because there was oh, rock yeah. band, right? You it could was rock band. Everything. So you had you had lead guitar, bass guitar, drums, and the your vocalist. S would S would like to be the crooner. What is his time. music stylings? Who's it? Who, I give don't me know his, that I could give me his comparison. There give isn't there isn't comp- a professional comp. There isn't anybody who does this There's for a no living that would be comp? the comp. No. What about his charisma? Is there a charisma comp? Off the charts. His charisma is, uh, yeah. Off the, kind of Ozzy Osbourne charisma. Oh, like really? Just a wild, it could go like in any way. Go beat in a any head off, yeah. Eat a head off a dove situation. Yeah, it's you all never know. That's right. Wow. I would not have had S's lead singer, like that he was yeah. ready for that type of panache. I like the guitar because it was fun to play. And then the doctor, our buddy the doctor, was great on the drums. There we go. But it was me and the kids. Artie would sing. Boods would be on the guitar. They'd strum the drums. Well, drums is tough, though, on rock band. That was the toughest by far instrument to play yeah i have a feeling that that would be a full day yeah 
you know, on the drums. I wonder if they make that for the for the Xbox. They've now got they've to. got to, right? It was great. I think my probably kids have would a cool song. That. Yeah, they love it. They'd be yeah. jamming. Yeah, we're having a real uh, we're in a real pickle right now with the uh, on the on the system with the uh, uh, the Fortnite thing. So I didn't understand what this was all about, but what constantly happens is this happens daily. Is okay, time to eat or you're done. And dad, I just dropped some. I, I just got dropped into something. Give me a minute. Can I have? It'll be two minutes, but it's not two minutes. It can be twenty. I mean, it can be forever. Like that doesn't appear there's any end of the game. Like it's not. A, there's not a clock. No. I mean, it's outrageous. Like when I was a kid, it was like, all right, dad, I'm in the fourth quarter. There's two minutes to go. I'll be. It's literally going to take me five minutes to finish this. He can't give me an end date. So it's a constant fight. Well, because there, it depends on how he does. Okay. But it's nebulous. Like it's it could be any amount of things. He could be done in two minutes. He could be done in twenty. He could be done in one second. Could be done in one second. I have no idea. Taken but right out. I also think like when that happens, can he jump right back in? To a game? Yeah. It feels like that happens sometimes. Like he's he'll yeah, but bounced. Would you you are you standing there? Well no, I'm, I'm oh. watching some kid play Fortnite. Like I, I got If you're shit. standing there, you would see he dies and then he'd have to go back to the lobby, and then he'd have to fly on the bus and jump out again. But yeah, you can instantly you just hit ready up immediately and you're in a new game lobby in ten seconds. That's what's going on then. So yeah, he can there, he can always be after dinner, one more. Is there dinner at a certain time or a roundabout time? It's anywhere between this it is depends what, on when their activities here's, are. Here's let me tell you how to ask the question. I'm writing it down. How many people are left? That's the question. Don't ask how much longer is this going to take because he doesn't know the answer to that. How many people, how many are, people left? are left? Okay, and then what is a reasonable that yes, you can finish or no, you're done? I think if it's in the if he's in what what time when when you say that how many minutes are you giving him? Like what? I, mean, are, I think give me the time that you're within, looking for. I, like I usually give him a five minute warning. Okay, so sub twenty. He can get done in five minutes. Most, Sub 20. Yeah, 20 or below. But if we're at like 50, that means like the drop just happened, so he could have 20 minutes to go. Okay, so less than 20. Uh, it starts at 100, but remember, like on the drop, you're going to get people eliminated rapidly, so then it gets down to 50 pretty good. Then once you get down to 20, that's when the game's actually on, is sub 20. That's when, like, okay. you're competing. How many people are left? Yeah, how many people are left? Because then you'll know if he's just started. If it's like in the 50s or he's like 40, like you could be looking at 15 to 20. Probably for five minutes, it's honestly 10 is probably the number. But under 20, he's like he's invested and he's probably he's probably had some success. He's probably put some people down. And so he's like feeling probably got a decent yeah. loadout where he's feeling like, all right, I, this could be a Vic. So if he's at, if he's in the round of 20, I'd say let him go. Okay, It's not going to be more than 10 minutes at that point. Why Put is it, it when if I say, like it inevitably happens, up now that I have this arsenal, it'll be different. But yes. what inevitably ends up happening is Peyton now. Like that's the tone. And then to him, it is like not only is it devastating to him, but he paints the picture that I have let down all of his friends. Okay, so they're squatting. Okay, that changes. So it's a squad. He's not soloing. There's a bunch of buddies he's yelling at. That's okay, all I so know. squads 20 is a, absolutely a wrap for five minutes because that means there's only five squads, maybe six, seven if there are a couple du duos or trios. Yeah. 20, if there's 20 people left in a squad, you're, you're a wrap in five minutes or less. But you are. He is letting people down. He's part of a team, and they've invested. So that's valid. That is valid. Hey, so that's on him if you know dinner is coming. So, yeah. 
Listen, he's having a time with his brothers. Listen, Bryce loves it, and and Bryce, I make it right. pretty good with it. I'm like, look, all right, you're out. You have one. You can finish this one, but then you're out, and that could mean you get taken out right here. You're out. But if you're looking for, if you're trying to equate a time to it, you need to ask him how many people are left, and if there's twenty you're going to be you're fine in a squad situation because that means there's five squads of four they're another like i said it could end up being eight squads for 20 because some will be threes and twos or whatever okay. but what ha- would happen is if you say you now which i do okay they could be really pissed they could be it could be at the very end of the game four on four builds are going on you say now he could be the guy who's putting in fire so his buddy can come around the flank. And then, like you say, you now he just stands there. He's going to get killed. They've got the numbers, and now it's four on three, and then they're, they're overwhelmed. So I let the whole town down at that point. Right. Well, they're not only if you look, they're all dead. So Well, in a video game. So right. uh, Fontana says it's better to ask what circle he's in. So that means which storm circle. That's, the higher the number, the closer to the end. Yeah, We're not that, there yet. I can't imagine. That seems extreme. He would know that. Because you know, like how many? If you said how many ticks is the storm right now, that would tell you. But you don't need to do that. Just that. What I'm at, telling you right there. That's that's, that's what. How you many need. people are left? How many people are left? That'll give you the easiest. So he is valid though. That like when I say turn it off now, like when I say that to him, because he won't. He doesn't. You know, he knows. Like that's it. Especially like, there could be a situation where maybe it's like three on two or three on three, and they're about he, to taste Vic, and you're like you're out, and then. It goes from being a Vic to not a Vic anymore. Yeah, and then he paints this like he. It's incredible despair in his in it for him, and then it and then it usually goes along like, guys, I gotta go, like that. And yeah, then and they're like, probably like, no, like, no, 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 dummy, like, we're in the middle of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. Yeah. Rub some dirt on it. No, no, no. This well, is, I've given you no, no. Hold on, I've given you a good. Now you could understand how many people are left. Now right. I got a better feel for it. Because if he so says, so for his mind, then like, so if we're, we're eat, we usually eat if there are no activities like there weren't last night. Okay, you're usually eating between five thirty and six. Okay, somewhere in that vicinity. Okay. so he shouldn't fire something up. Like if he's with a squad play, five should be the last drop that he does, unless it's six. If it's six, I would say like five twenty would be his last drop. That should be if his it's last 530. drop. So he's that's on. So I'm gonna. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna empower him. To monitor his drops. Your last dinner. drop, your last drop cannot be within thirty minutes of dinner. Your last drop has to like once you hit inside of that, like don't drop again. Because then you're running the risk if you're setting that up. Now look, it could take twenty minutes. You could even give him a twenty minute one to say your last drop, you got twenty minutes, because then he's never gonna go more than like five minutes over dinner at that point. So if you say you got it's a twenty minute, no drops after twenty minutes prior to dinner. Or I feel like I'm armed now. Yeah, now you've got you've got to get info now. And I'll go Pearl Jam, greatest American rock band ever. That's where I'll go. It's a pretty good one. Longevity. Pretty good. Hits, played the hits. Did it for thirty years. Yeah. Maybe not as maybe maybe not shine as bright as some individually. Foos would be closer to, but girls with girls with Nirvana and some people might consider them the greatest. It was a short run, but really. If you bright. go through like use your illusion one and two. It's just a guns. short, but it's it's three. There's a lot there, though. There is. There's a there, lot. But is it timeless? I don't know that 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 music feels like dated to me. Or well, maybe it doesn't because my kids, they love Welcome to the Jungle. They can't I mean, wait. Welcome to, hear. to the Jungle is. Welcome to the Jungle is the best side one track one. It, it's in the conversation. Best side maybe one ever. track one set the tone ever. Cruise catalog's pretty darn stout too. Yeah, that I that that wasn't for me. It wasn't, wasn't it, was those guys. it was before I think it was like yeah, a little, a little bit before, before us. us. Like Guns N' Roses was the was the one for for, for yeah. my my group, and then that got blown up by the grunge. I'd go like I know it's not rock per se. I'd go NWA. I I agree with. Well, aren't they going to the Rock Hall? Then they go in. They should if if that maybe if, yeah 
They just need to call that the Music Hall of Fame. Music Hall of Fame. Although country has their own that was first, so I think that's the that's why Dolly Parton's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm out. So. Um, we'll go around the league coming up next. This is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I got a question for you, kids. Why not transform your bathroom into a custom bath? It'll feel like a spa. I guess it's not much of a question, but rather a statement. Why wouldn't you want to do that? The Bath Authority can I'd give like you to. the bathroom of your dreams. Give Would my they? friends at the Bath Authority a call. I know they'll take care of you, buddy. They'll make it a reality for you. Fraction of the cost. They'll do it in about a day for the total project. They're Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. Expert factory trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. Go to thebathauthority.com. As I mentioned, it's where affordability meets quality. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions. Simply put, superior products, expert installers, 216-220-8399, 500 bucks off. Call right now. Check them out, bathauthority.com. So I just saw this on the social before we get around the league. Um, there is a, a quarterback of some regard who is headed to the University of Miami, uh, a kid named Tyler Van Dyke is his name. Okay, He's one of the top. He's not the best quarterback in the 2023 class, but he's, okay, a, he's, but he's, a, good. Fine, he's a good quarterback. He's going yeah. to the University of Miami. So Sean O'Hare, Sean O'Dare rather, who represents – let me see who he represents. Yeah. He represents the Rosenhaus Sports Group. He's an NFL agent for the Rosenhaus Sports Group. So he works with Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler, and the picture is, congratulations to Tyler Van Dyke on his new ride. It's a BMW 750i Sport for the rest of his collegiate career through an NIL deal with Sarconi Auto Gallery. So this is, I'm guessing, a $140,000 car, $125,000. The 7 Series Sport BMW, that's a one. That's over 100, 100 for sure. For sure. 120, yep. somewhere in that yep. neck of the woods nice. would be my guess. Very, very nice car. Um, there is no promise that this kid is going to be the starting quarterback at the University of Miami next year. There's no promise that he'll be the starting quarterback at the University of Miami the following year. He may transfer like Quinn Ewers did. So if you are the – this is all now above board because of name, image, and likeness. If you are the auto dealer – what are you hoping comes of this? Or are you just a U Miami booster and this is your way of enticing people to come to Miami? Probably some of all of the above, right? It's a, it's a, a way that they can help entice people to come to the school. And it's, it's marketing. This is the cool, young, cool car. You want to have this car. It's just well, but, right, a marketing but, expense. It's probably one that's like maybe, you know, not flying off the lot. So we'll give it we'll use it as like a loaner and get some expense out of it. Get some, some hype. It's hard to imagine that the people that follow Tyler Van Dyke are people who could afford this <laughs> range car, and the people who can are probably not following him either. Uh, he's only got he's got nine thousand followers on Twitter, so it's not like wow. it's some huge, huge thing. I have more than that, significantly. <laughs> and so you do wonder, like, could I was thinking about this from like an from an auto standpoint, like what. It feels like it's they're they're giving far too much credit to the reach of these kids. I agree with that. By a wide margin. But you're hoping that maybe he becomes something. It's not like the value of the car has gone forever, right? No, no, no. But I mean he's gonna drive, drive it? it for three years, at least, if his it, yeah. it says his entire career, so the deal must be his entire career. I would imagine there's now language in that, so if he were to leave, he would not get to keep the car. Sure. Like that happened sure. down in Columbus with that Quinn Ewers kid where they sure. had 
you know, like they did a deal with him and then he had to give the car back because he was going to Austin. I'm sure he got a deal down there. Um, but I, I just, it's just wild a that it's above board and B I'm just wondering what you're hoping to give. Right. Back. What's your best outcome. What's here? the best is possible. He becomes a stud and is the number one pick in the draft and you have this Drives relationship with forever. him and maybe you're right. Exactly. Yeah. And you're, you Miami guy, So you're like, now I'm contributing to keeping him here, keeping him happy. Sure. There's a kid in next year's class, uh, quarterback, 6'6 six, six quarterback. So think about there should be a red flag there. 6'6 six, six quarterback. That's out the of cutoff. Long Beach That's Poly, the absolute cutoff. At a Long Beach Poly powerhouse program that it got an $8 million deal at Tennessee to play football at Tennessee. Eight million bucks. He's not Arch Manning. Not. He's not even, in most people's estimation, the second or third best quarterback in that class. But he got eight million bucks. Good for these kids. I mean, good for these kids. I agree. But I think that it's Wild West right now, and eventually you're not going to see the ROI that you're hoping. No, because you're because investing in a 17 year old kid who you have no idea how he's how this is going to go. Right. So, exactly, and you're going to have so many of these people are going to flame out, mm-hmm. and so the idea that and how do you win? That's the thing. Like, so That's how do you win? Too. So they go to the NFL and then they become, you know, well. In Knoxville, Pat I Mahomes, suppose, and then they're gonna what? Are they gonna repay you that? No, 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 no. It's no, oh no. So no, this, I think the way you win is if you're Tennessee and you haven't had a whole lot of success in 20 years on the football field, and you've watched Bam and everybody else, you feel like if we just get the quarterback, others will follow. What the win is if you're one of the people that came up with that money for the kid is, I am responsible for putting Tennessee football back on the map. Yep, yep. And so we're now competitive again. We're winning the SEC. So your best case scenario is your buddy Garrity. Yeah. On the college level. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy Gary's great. He was fantastic. He had a lot of similarities to Zago. Some of his mannerisms and sayings were very Zago-esque. Well, you saying that Zago has similarities to Buddy Garrity, does it stop just at the sayings, or is it lifestyle choices and so forth? Because uh, Buddy Garrity, was, he's living a hell of a life. Zago lived a, a great life, but Zago was much more of an academic. The word, yeah, yeah. The Buddy the was academe. Yes. very, very comfortable Not. in the shadows. Yes. And out. Uh, both ways, both All ways. Of it. Yeah, loved him. Ah, uh, the great Brandon yes. Lynch coming through. Look at him looking strong. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good to see Let's him. Let's go. U.S. Apparently, the USFL kicks off this weekend. Are you interested? No, I'm not. I will not. I won't watch. I'm not. I won't be. Total full disclosure. Yep. No clue that this was happening. Me either. Until I just read it. Same. And then my immediate question was, can I name one player in the USFL right now? And I came to the conclusion that I'm not sure that I can. No, I haven't heard of anybody. Um, Did they do a draft like a little while ago? I have no idea. No, I don't have a clue. The always humble Jack Collinsworth will handle play-by-play with Paul Burmeister. You said he's the one true Collinsworth. He's the one true Collinsworth. Uh, Jason Garrett, the former Cowboys head coach, is going to handle some some color along with Michael Robinson and former Saints defensive end Cam Jordan that will serve as analysts. Uh, The A-team is Kurt Menefee and Joel Klatt. Kurt Menefee and Joel Klatt. That's not bad. Fox is investing, man. Yeah, that's not You're bad. You're throwing those guys out there. Kevin Kugler, yeah. Mark Sanchez, Brock Hewitt on the B team for Fox. Wow. Like, Fox, that's that's as A as it gets. I think Klatt's probably their best color guy regardless of – like, you could put Klatt on the NFL one team. He's their best guy. No doubt. Um, so, they're, they're going all in on that. Um, I don't see the – I don't get it. I just don't – to me, I guess it just depends on what you want it to be. If you if you're trying to get if you're trying to fill whatever void is there for football in the spring, there is an audience for that. Yes. 
I think it's a small audience. And, buddy, I think it's a finite audience. I don't think it's one that's going to get bigger. I think it's kind of an audience that's there. It'll be there. But it's not one that I don't think will grow right. substantially. The NFL has the ultimate training ground already yeah. in college football. I do like what, for example, the AAF did and give a guy like our Dearness Johnson mm-hmm. a chance and then look at where he is now. So I think there will be some good stories that can come out of us. I'm much more intrigued by the XFL. So XFL is back in 2023. Yes. Interesting uh, that they made their big announcements today. Yeah, I mean, that these is guys timed are... up with the USFL quite nicely. So it's The Rock and his uh, his ex-wife. They're yep. the league owners. Eight starting head coaches. It's nice to see that they get along. I just don't know that anyone dislikes The Rock except Vin Diesel. And I just wonder, like, what did Vin Diesel do to The Rock that made The Rock hate him so much? Because yeah, it feels like everybody that, else, like most people by and large like and they aren't they don't have such a nice thing going as the rock and danny garcia wade phillips bob stoops this is a good Terrell roster buckley heinz ward rod woodson reggie barlow anthony Becht, jim Hazlitt are the starting are, are the eight starting quarterback or coaches rather how, how, how many of these guys have coaching experience stoops phillips, phillips Hazlitt, Hazlitt. but i mean like i'd be pretty pumped to find it up on rod woodson's team or heinz ward's team. yeah sure I feel like if, it's if a pretty big drop, does it matter? professional future. Like that maybe I, I could get noticed. That. I mean, just look nice. at how, look at oh look, look at, at the oh, cross on the inside the lining. That's like a, that looked like a if I was to describe it's it a, a burgundy. I felt like, like it from, was like yeah. a French a Rhone. There's nothing a nice I like Rhone. more than a powder blue and a burgundy. Baco Nation going right by. Nation following right behind yeah. with a knapsack. You know, he's him. smart, though. He's like, he's drifting, right? He's right Yeah, in the, just hang in the navigation. Yeah, yeah, just stay behind it's the wake. requiring like 50% as much as a normal step would stay take because he's wake right in the wake. Yeah, That's smooth. Perfect. Smooth. Um, I, I don't – I like the rock. Everybody likes the rock. I Are these both – are they going to eventually at some point go head-to-head? Like, are they both going to go I in the spring? I feel like, yes. Hmm. I'll tell you this. The first one that can form some sort of partnership with the National Football League will be the one that succeeds as some sort of a, hey, we would really like to see X quarterback playing some games. Let's send him down to the New Jersey Gamblers or whatever the hell the name of these teams are. Send him there and and let's let him get six games under his belt, like true developmental league for the NFL. The yeah. first one that forms some sort of partnership with the NFL is the one that's going to survive. And I would think The Rock would be – I don't know who owns this USFL. Who owns it? Do the two television companies own it? It feels that way. NBC and Fox, yeah. Not The Rock, the great one. The great one, yeah. I'll roll with the great one. I Same. feel like his chances of, of getting this done are, be- are good. I mean, he's going to promote the heck out of it. Has he missed on anything that he's put his name behind recently? Feels like energy drinks great. Terramana is – Number one selling spirit of all time in its right. first year. Young Rock is doing very well. Yeah. I mean, like he all of his it. movies are great. No, I don't, I don't know I if they're know. all great, but they're all well received. Well received. I mean, they're profitable. Popular. Profitable. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the way to do that. Um, all right. So we'll see. Black Adam will be his next. That's his next. That's a big franchise he's banking on. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that he's pretty goes. pumped about it, too. Yes, he is. Uh, all right. We'll do a little higher or lower, better or worse, over or under win totals. This will be fun. We do this coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. A lot of bad advice out there about gambling, methods to picking lottery numbers, to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at keepitfunohio.com. In time for a little higher lower, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Hello, Gibbe. Gibbe. What's the weather doing? It's gray. I don't know. A little bit of rain, maybe. Can't tell if it's raining or not raining. No. Not great. A little bit. A little bit, maybe. Disappointing. Sad. Um, Time for a little higher or lower. Rain for at least 60 minutes. Woo! Next four hours. Basically, rain should stop around 4.30 is what I'm saying. Great. Looks looks nice and poopy out there. (laughs) That's right. Poopy. Great. That's a great word. We are presented uh, by the Ohio Lottery. Today, talking win totals. This compliments of DraftKings and their pre-draft team win predictions. What's wrong? I mean, Saturday 53, Sunday 46, Monday 49, Tuesday 43. I'll think think of you often. Come on, man. Enough. Enough. What are we doing? It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not great. That's for sure. Dude, you could be. You know what it is right now? And uh, can, I, can I interest you? Here's the next lineup. My buddy's going to Scottsdale next 83, week. 83, 89, 90, 90, 90, 88, 87, 90. I don't see clouds. You're not having the sniffles wherever that is. No. Dry. Dry as a bone. Yeah. I'm pretty By the sure way, this is the, that... the snottiest I've ever heard you, seen you, in the time we've known one another. Fortunately, it's not, it hasn't been snotty as much as it's just been Congest. congested. A state of congest. And I'll tell you, I took uh, NyQuil last night. Buddy boy. Death Dude, charge. Like, I just, I still don't know that I feel normal. Like, my head is. It's, like, it puts you out. Yeah, and just, but weird. Still hazy. Clouds. Yeah. Not a big fan. I, I I only take that if I absolutely have to. I never notice anything from it, you know, but I drink about a bottle of it a night. <laughs> you build up your tolerance <laughs> like I have the Iocane powder. Yeah, there's there's no, no alcohol that, in kids. there, too. Give you a little Don't little do buzz. that. Don't do that, kids. No. Yeah, no. Don't do that. Just Bro, kidding. Please. Just a jest from your Uncle Bo. Just a joke. <laughs> a little jokey joke. Uh, please, I don't need to be in any meetings today. Well, they have them a lot. I, a lot yeah. of walking around to them. I know. I know. We're, we're busy. Um, as of today, would the following team, uh, following teams win totals be higher or lower than Shh, projections? Okay. So we're saying we think this is too high or too low. Yeah. Right? Higher, lower, This is or an actual right. higher, lower. This isn't even a better or worse. We can actually do higher, lower. It actually is. It actually is Finally, it makes sense. My, my yeah. Easter gift to you. Danny, hit it. Higher or lower? First and foremost, we'll start off with the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns, nine and a half in the projected win total pre-draft. And a lot still to go in free agency, too, I would like to think. Higher, lower, just right. I mean, I would say this. The fact that it's this without the knowledge of what Deshaun Watson will be eligible to play or not tells you what they think of our roster. That's right. So the fact that you're at nine and a half, the same number as the Ravens, uh, the same number as Cincinnati, a half below Denver, 
Tennessee, Raven, all of these are nine and a half. You're there without knowing how long you're going to have one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. It's a pretty big tip of the cap to, yeah, you're real good. You're real good. Because if you knew, that leads me to believe if you knew, it would probably be more like ten and a half. Yes. Like if it was if it was none for sure none it would probably be more like ten and a half. I like the I like the the over here. I believe that we will get to double digit wins this year. Yeah. Next, higher or lower, the Bengals and the Ratbirds. Wait, are we saying we think that we're going to be over or under, or that we think the line should be higher or lower? We think is that kind of the same? Kind of the same. If you think it's going to be over, then the line should be higher, I guess, or under lower. I would probably put it for us at 10, but everybody likes to have a half. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably put it right at 10 for us because if you go 11 and 6, you've, you've really done something, I think, and the, the Browns at 9 and I eight. don't think it's what we think the line should be it's right now. we think it, right it, now we're over yeah, that, would then higher. Would the be yes. higher, lower, or in some higher. cases just right? Well, in that case, that. we could do better or worse. We're better than 9.5 wins. Yeah, bring we it have back. today. There you go. We Good have job. tomorrow. Just brought it back. I'd like you to see the sun come up on Friday. Oh, um, the Bengals are at nine and a half. Higher, lower, or just right? Better. Can't be just right at nine and a half. But better. They're better. I mean, they got three. They got three. They fixed their offensive line in free agency. They haven't drafted anybody. What was the over under on like airplanes? That was a half. And I'm like, you can't have half an, half airplane. an airplane. Half an airplane. <laughs> well done. Yeah, I go better for them. Yeah, better. Next. Too. By the way, the one thing we're going to have to be careful about here is this, this. is pre-draft. This is no, no, no. But this, I'm not, I'm not holding us accountable. I'm just saying, like, Good. we keep saying I would never hold us accountable. You know me. <laughs> that what. One thing we do have to say is, like, somebody in the AFC has to lose. Yes. yes. It's not going to be us, damn it. I mean, my God, Next. Got- Higher or lower? The Ratbirds, nine and a half. Higher or lower? Same. Something doesn't feel right about what's going on there. Lower. I'll go lower. I just feel like Worse. it's bad vibes, man. Bad vibes. Next. Higher or lower? Rapid fire. Yeah, you really are smoking through these. I mean, it's like a second comment. Pukers, seven and a half. Higher, lower, just right. Can't be just right. Worse. Worse. Yeah, be the worst. I think I, think I actually think higher. Steelers, uh, you in, think higher? In, under the Tom with Lanera. Mi- with Mitch? Trubisky? They have enough other weapons? Who? Nah, and they have a good Claypool, defense? Do they though still? Are we sure? Are we sure? Are we sure about that? Are you sure that second? I don't want to give them credit, but I feel like they could be eight, nine. Talented. The AFC North competitive enough, and a great defensive tackle. You talking to me? But someone's got to lose. Yeah. Who are their corners? Tell your sister I said hello. (laughs) (laughs) The Gabagool. The Gabagool. Twelve out of five models. All right. So have you seen this guy? Know he's talking about? No. Kujin, I think. Kuj. I mean, you were just doing De Niro and Taz. I was Driver. there. You before. just did a gaba gaba goal for Soprano. Yeah. So this guy, there's on, a guy who does this. He's on Instagram. Kuj, oh my god. Kuj, does, Please do not play it. There's vulgarity. Yeah, there is vulgarity. But if you did meals by, it's meals underscore by underscore c u g, and he goes around and he kind of does like what Portnoy does, but on sandwiches and a lot of Italian foods. And he's got five hundred thousand followers. Good and he's grief. Quite funny. He's, and he almost looks like somebody from Encanto come to life. Okay. An Italian in content. He's like very entertaining. 
you guys ever you guys see the uh so i want to follow that guy this guy's yeah. not as entertaining but he's probably the least self-aware human i've ever seen have you guys seen the frank severo you know who this guy is uh-uh so he's he's the guy that they freeze in goodfellas okay you know the guy with the eyebrows? oh yeah uh-huh all right so he's that guy the pink cadillac yeah so he's that guy he's also has like a very small role in goodfellas or not goodfellas in um the godfather so from what I can tell, these are the only two roles, and they're small in both. He presents himself as if he is De Niro. I love it. Like as if at one point he's like, "Yeah, can you can you do Goodfellas without whoever the the player he's playing, the guy he's he's playing? Can you do it? I don't think so. Guess not. So every time he comes on, he goes, "Hey, Frank Severo here, Quesadich." <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. The guy's unreal. Mm, how do you spell his last name? Severo. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking like S-E-V-I-R-O, maybe? Frank Severa. Yes. Yeah, got him. S-E-V-E-R-A. What's he been in? We can get to the NFC team. No, tomorrow. I don't think we'll it's do much. AFC I think today. it's, um, I mean, I think that he's just those two things. Like, he will put, like, he's not even no, in that many not scenes. Not that's not the guy. Frank Severo is what it is, is, is the guy's name. Let me find it. I am Frank Severo. Uh, S-I-V-E-R-O. Look at this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, so what other movies have you been in? No, that's it. Hey, how you doing? Just want to let you know how things are going for me. I'll be in Brooklyn at a bar on a Tuesday. Oh, no, this guy's been in some say hello. from things. Come out and say hello. It's Frank Severo. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah, but he, he never starred in anything. Like, it's just. He's been in he something in else that I've He's seen. in Goodfellas. I just said that. Goodfellas, Goodfellas Godfather. Godfather. That's uh, it. New York, New York. No idea. Keep going. The Wedding Singer. Little probably Nikki. Probably a cameo. Probably Maybe a that's cameo. where I know him from. No, you don't. You only well, know I mean, him from in Godfather. In addition to Godfather. And he's been on The Simpsons. No, no, no. He sued The Simpsons. Because there's apparently a character on The Simpsons that he sued them because of the likeness. Good for him. October 2014, Severo initiated a $250 million lawsuit against oh, Fox Television Studios. Alleges that in 89, he lived next door to the writers from The Simpsons. The writers knew he was working on his Goodfellas character. It alleged that the writers were aware of the entire character of hey. Frankie Carbone was created and Frankie developed Carbone. by Severo, who based the character on his own personality. Short time later, a character named Louie began appearing on The Simpsons. Louie was described as a mafioso character, second in command of Fat Tony. That's and similar it. in appearance and mannerisms that. to Severo. Severo alleged that his likeness was being infringed upon. The case was dismissed with the judge asserting the character Louie was a parody, parody of several mod characters. Sad for him. Like, you didn't need a suit for $250 million. You just go to the guy and go, hey, how about a little something for the effort here? I don't I even know, like, the amount of time. He's most famous for the Goodfellas thing. Yep. On a list of important characters in Goodfellas, what is he, 10th? Yeah. I mean, it's way down. Way, way down. down the list. Was he in it for 10 minutes total screen love time? It. Probably not. It. He Probably walked two. in. The Hey. Come look at my look at the new car. Right after they got done telling him, don't buy anything nice, don't buy anything expensive. Off of his nothing. The feds are watching us, and here I come in this pink Cadillac. Yeah, and his wife's in the fur. Yeah, in the fur. He rips. De Niro rips the fur off. (laughs) All right, so we're going to save the rest of the 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 NFL for tomorrow. We'll save that for tomorrow. Sorry, we were derailed by the. No, 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 no. It's okay. I, I, I re- yes. What's that guy? How do I follow that guy? I got to see what that guy's all about. Meals what? underscore by underscore Cooge. I'm in. C-U-G. 
It, it's, he's he's actually quite entertaining. Oh my god, he Zagura was playing a few bites this morning. I I was dying laughing. It was good. I like this guy. Pretty amazing in the AFC though to bring it full circle, and someone's going to have to lose. Patriots, Dolphins, Raiders, all eight and a half, which is, is their number. Wild, very. The Steelers are seven and a half. Yep. No losing record under Tomlin. Jaguars six, six and, and five. a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Jets five and a half. Texans four and a half. There's yep. only three teams essentially that are projected to have double digit losses. Eight, eight, eight games. There's only three teams projected to have double digit losses in the AFC. That's right. In the NFC, there's one, two, three, six. four, five, six of them. Six. Plus two more at seven and a half. Two at seven and a half, yeah. So yeah, eight of the it's 16. Gonna be, I mean, the idea that the Cincinnati Bengals, who were in the Super Bowl last year, improved their offensive line and are nine and a half in year three of Burrow. Like, how about the fact that they're nine and a half and the Niners are ten? I mean, what are they thinking? It's going to be Garoppolo? Or do they think that Lance is ready? For that. There's a lot of belief in Kyle. Well. We'll break them all down tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do the NFC tomorrow. All right, you have that to look forward to, which is nice. Uh, so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused you injury? Call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Tomorrow on the program, Chad O'Shea will be joining us here in studio, right? Pumped. That'll be fun. We'll all get smarter. ESPN draft analyst Jordan Reed will join us as well. He's a great friend of the program and a rising star at the Four Letter Network. No doubt. Yeah. Meteoric. Kind of like the, the draft Orlovsky. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I like it. I like where you're at there. I don't have a problem with that. It makes a lot of sense. Is a ditch. Is a ditch. Amazing. 12 out of 5 models. <laughs> uh, I like it. All right. Uh, the next level. I hope that are we, it is wet out there. I can see. Yeah, it's moist. Suck. Next level's next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.